Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. Top of the charts Tuesday. And I believe this is the first time Bobby Brown's been played on Top of the Charts Tuesday. This sounds crazy. You for sure. <laughs> I really don't care. Yeah, Harsh and I both yeah. were in his jam and yeah. uh, little Bobby Brown. I used Man. to have the cut like that, too. I used to have the Bobby, Bobby Brown, Brown cut? cut. Oh, yeah. What, what, hold on. Which ones? He went through several phases. The, you the Gumby-looking one. The Gumby. Okay, yeah, yes. Because yeah. he also maybe had the flat top with the S-curl. Yeah, yeah. On I, it. I had, had that all one. that, too. Had yeah. that one, too. Okay. And the, my brother yeah. had the Gumby. Yeah. I never did the Gumby one. I couldn't get on that one. I had to. It was part of that time, baby. Yeah, no, trust me. I'm with you on that, man. Bobby Brown. Brown. Wow. Yeah. I mean, Bob Brown still – I know he's – I hope he's doing all right. He seems to be. Okay. Every time I see him, I'm still worried about him as well. Me too. Every like, time I see him, I'm like, oh. I always check on Bobby Brown. And I'm always seeing if he's trending. Yeah, you know exactly. I'll randomly Google Bobby Brown like every few months or so. Like, let me just Google. But I yeah. missed something on Bobby Brown. Yeah. Okay, Bobby, Bobby's still, Bobby's still here. He's still here. Bobby's he's doing still here good. Bobby's us, all right. Because yeah. uh, Bobby's lived uh, – really, uh, listen, he's lived uh, a great life, I'm sure. But he's For been sure. pretty tragic in a lot of ways, too. There are some great stories about Bobby Brown. I don't know if he, he's planning on writing a, a memoir or autobiography or whatever. He should. And maybe he already has, and I just haven't read it. I've just read stories about Bobby Brown because he's one of my favorite artists. Um, and so I've followed Bobby Brown for years and followed his career. And he tells stories. He has two random stories that stick out in my mind. One, he tells a story that he, he believes that he had sex with a ghost. Yep. That he had that. sexual relations with a ghost, banged it out. And with a ghost, and I forget where he said it happened, but he he swears up and down like no no that's not a bit it really did happen yeah um, and it's Bobby so he might have been uh, <laughs> he might been his he might have been on some altered state in some he, altered state of mind he might have been on what uh, our <laughs> man Aaron Rodgers was on <laughs> yeah he might have yeah the ayahuasca <laughs> yeah, yeah, could have been yeah. something like that yeah. uh, but also as a as a as a youngster uh, and I think he was like a preteen he tells the story of his mom mm-hmm. um, leaving like basically cocaine on the counter and he thought it was flour and he flowered up some fried some chicken, a fried chicken with it and basically had cocaine fried chicken as a kid. Yeah. And he yeah. said it was disgusting. It was uh, like he couldn't figure out why chicken was so bad. And then, um, yeah, mom was, mom was mom probably was very upset. upset. I was going to no, say. Mom was very what upset. What in the wide he was world like, of sports is going <laughs> on in here? And he was like, you told me I, I, can, I need to cook for myself. Yeah. I found the flowers. Like, that ain't flowers, son. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Mike Brown has some wild stories. And I'll say this, too, about New Edition. We got to admit, though, among like all types of, I guess, boy, teen boy groups, because basically what New Edition was yep, in the end, yep. they were one of the most successful and one of the most fruitful, if you will, 
Yeah. Because of all the talent that came out of it. And they went, and went, and went yeah. their separate went ways their and separate still did ways. really good. Yeah. You're talking about Bell Biv DeVoe. Yeah. Or you're talking about Ralph Bobby Tress Brown. And Ralph Tress, Tress, man. Johnny him. Gill. Johnny Gill. Oh, yeah. I mean, they, oh, yeah. that was a talented group, man. Very much so. Really, really. New Edition don't get enough props, man. Hey, I, I came to <laughs> the Frank Irwin Center to see Bobby Brown, Keith Sweat, Ooh. and Bell Biv DeVoe. No. Keith Sweat. Yeah, Keith Sweat, Bobby Brown. Oh, yeah, it was Bell Bib DeVoe, triple threat. You're probably tour. right about that. Yeah. Man, Keith Sweat. Whoa. I remember Keith Sweat whining. I was Megan last forever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember, I remember Keith yeah. Sweat back in the day. Man. I'm surprised I don't have any Keith Sweat on my phone. Now I got to go back. Now you're going to get some, gonna get some bu- Keith Sweat right. this week. He's going to be phone. whining at you. <laughs> <laughs> he will be whining. Uh, Longhorn fans are going to be whining uh, if Texas doesn't hire a new wide receiving coach soon. I uh, went over this uh, last segment a little bit. It looks like one of the front runners for the job who also claims that he is focused on his current job as the Jacksonville Jaguars wide receiving coach, uh, Chris Jackson. Uh, my man, Bobby Burton, reporting he is now one of the front runners as well. So we actually have no idea when this musical chairs of uh, wide receiving inter- wide receiving coach interviews is going to end for Texas. I'm glad they're they're interviewing uh, all the possible candidates and keeping their options open. Yeah. Um, but I couldn't tell you if I have a feel one way or the other if either of these guys is the front runner or if either of these guys is a better fit. I I think the guys who were considered to be the best fits. Uh, Rashad Samples, who just got the job at Arizona State, and he is a lot of people said that he is committed to that gig at Arizona State. He just got the job, um, and Holman Wiggins, who yep. was the Alabama coach and worked with Sark uh, his years at Alabama, he may be a guy that is still in contention. But I haven't yep. heard anything after the initial conversation, opening conversation uh, between or discussions between he and Texas and Joe Filani's a name that just starts uh, just came up too. So I, I, I'm sure that Sark's going to do a good job and hire someone. I think it's going to be somebody that is all about technical uh, development and fundamentals because the wide receiver room last year, it, it, it fell off a cliff in terms of the regression because even the guy, Jay Witt, who you could argue did progress and did develop a wide receiver, some yep. people would say he didn't really develop. He just stayed healthy. That was that, that yeah. was the biggest thing for yeah, me. It's, it's another yeah. one of those guys that Jay Witt's been talented from the word go. It's just a matter of him being healthy and being able to be on the field. But we'll go back to the fact that I felt like he was still underutilized because he is that talented and and we missed some opportunities. But before we went to break, I was asking you about uh, Brendan Marion, and we know that you wanted him here. We talked about the go-go offense. Obviously, he's gone to be able to be the offensive yes. coordinator because we all know that the play caller here mm-hmm. is Coach Sark. What do you think? Do you think this was a good situation, bad situation, or eh, indifferent situation? Uh, I think there are several boxes you want a, an assistant coach to check for you. Uh, recruiter, uh, talent developer, uh, two of those boxes. And the third would be a schematic or tactical contribution of some kind. Uh-huh. Um, I think that for me, Brendan Marion did check two of those boxes. I think he did gr- uh, damn good in recruiting uh, because you ended up getting in this class, Jonte Cook, along with two other. Was it? Is it DeAndre Moore? Yeah, this one. DeAndre Moore. Uh, and then another. So you end up getting some good uh, recruits in this class at the wide receiver position. Um, and I think that. 
you know, the go-go offense, the contribution schematically to the two tailback sets that Texas used, their 21 personnel, their 20 personnel. Uh, actually, that was, based on my research, Texas' most explosive and effective personnel grouping. They averaged over eight yards per play in 21 personnel. They, they averaged uh, nearly 23% explosive play rate out of uh, 21 personnel, highest yards per attempt, highest completion percentage, all out of uh, 21 personnel. And a lot of that was because of the go-go uh, concepts that were infused within the offense. So I think he checked two of those boxes, but even me, who loves Brendan Marion, I'm in the Brendan Marion fan club, and I got, you know, I'm on that bandwagon. I got a good seat. I wanted him here for years, even before Sark got here. I'll admit, wide receivers did regress. I got to call it like I see it. They yep. regressed. That room got worse. Xavier Worthy got worse. Couldn't find a number three receiver. Casey Kane essentially regressed. Well, he was inconsistent. All yeah, he was inconsistent, inconsistent all over yeah. the place. Yeah. Uh, Jay Wood stayed healthy, so I love Jay Wood, but I don't know if that was talent development or him just staying healthy, and that's what you get with Jay Witt. I'm, I kind of agree with you. I think Jay Witt be really productive and is underutilized and I don't know if that was necessarily uh, talent development. So he, he checked two of those three boxes. So he contributed um, but yeah, I can see why a lot of Longhorn fans now, they want a guy, and maybe Sark does too, he want a guy who's just going to develop talent. That's why he's looking to the NFL. What's the NFL about? It ain't about recruiting. right? No. It's about talent development in yeah. the league and uh, I think that's what he wants a receiver coach to be is a talent developer first and foremost. He's not worried about recruiting. This is a guy that had a Heisman Trophy winning wide receiver Receiver. You can that's yeah. that's your calling card. Right. You want to recruit a receiver, you go, dude. I had a Heisman Trophy winning wide receiver, man. Yeah. I coached four first round wide receivers on the same damn team. You serious? You want to yeah. go play for another another with another offense? Right. And his offense is 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 aesthetically pleasing, right? It's a it's a dynamic offense. I always said Longhorn fans actually they they hated every offense in the last. I'm not joking. I think the last sixty years, the Longhorns have hated every offense except Daryl K. Roy's offense. Makovic's offense and Sark's offense. They take what you want about Greg Davis' offense. They complained about it the whole damn time. I liked they it until he about kept it. running that wide receiver tunnel exactly. screen the entire time. They complained time. about yeah. it the whole time. The only reason they really liked it is because, uh, I'm talking about schematically, the only reason they liked it is because of personnel that was playing within the offense. Right. But schematically, they love Sark's offense. Right. They love Makovic's offense because they took Texas from the 19th century offense to the 20th century in offense. And they liked D.K.'s offense because it was cutting edge with the wishbone. But Longwood fans, they're very picky and finicky about offenses they like. It's funny because it goes back to what you said about Dak in um, Kelly Moore. Moore. Same thing. You know, it's it is. Exact, it's very the, similar. It's the exact same thing. Great point. Great numbers by Great every one of them. And they trash the and <laughs> trashing Sims. Trashing David. Yeah, <laughs> trash. And I'm like, well, they are winning games and scoring points. <laughs> yeah. They don't care about that. Yeah. So I think you, I think now Sark said, I can recruit the guys. We got NIL. I can I can recruit wide receivers uh, based on my offense and based on my history. I need a guy who's going to develop the talent. And schematically, he doesn't need a contribution. He, he should already have the concepts from the Google offense that he got from Brendan Marion. Yeah, no doubt. So, No doubt. We'll, uh, we'll see what happens now. And like you said, it's more about who are you going to bring in to develop. And if I'm a, I'm a Kerry Colbert guy. Oh, I like that name. I like I like him. That's a good one. And so that would be a name that I would be trying to reach out to and see if he has any interest in it. I know I've been preaching about the Texas connection, but if we're going back to development, that's what we need. Yep. It's great that you can recruit, but can you develop the talent that you're recruiting? Because there's a lot of people that have been standing on the sideline that hadn't got on the field. Yeah, no, that we were talking about this on Longhorn Blitz, and Jeff Howe brought it up. I thought it was a great point. Last time Texas had an elite recruiter and an elite talent developer at wide receiving coach. And he mentioned you've got to go back to when Rod B was on campus and coach Daryl Drake, potentially. Daryl Drake? Who, I like Bobby Kennedy, too. Bobby Kennedy was good. What's Bobby, his name? Bobby, Bobby Kennedy? 
Uh, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I think you're right. It was about good that. too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but it's just it's rare to get both. Usually, you got to pick one, and if you got to pick one, I think Sark's picking talent developer now yeah. over the recruiting aspect. No doubt. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week. You can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, okay, uh, speaking of uh, big-time recruits, uh, Texas basketball has got their share of big-time recruits, and they'll all be watching tonight, I guarantee you. Big game for Texas basketball on the road at Iowa State. And, Harge, uh, you start looking at this team. It's going to be a big game for a lot of guys. Big game for Texas, period. But Tyrese Hunter going back to Iowa State, where yep, he yep. transferred from. He was a f- uh, Big 12 freshman of the year there. And now he is He's in the midst of... Um, He's just inconsistent. I'm not gonna say he's struggling, yeah. Um, but he's been inconsistent. Started off the year like gangbusters, had a great game versus K State, but hasn't found his rhythm offensively yet. Uh, what do you think you're gonna see from Tyrese Hunter's game? It's gonna be a tough game for him going back there. They're gonna be the crowd will be targeting oh, Tyrese for sure. Hunter for sure. This is gonna be one of his toughest games as far as the atmosphere is concerned because they are trying to look at him and say, "We, ha- you left us to go mm-hmm. to the enemy." You d- and stayed in the Big 12. So there's a lot to, to unpack there. But if I'm Tyrese Hunter, this is an opportunity for me to go back and find my rhythm. If you're going to have energy in this game, he's done some things well. He may not be shooting the ball as well as we'd like because we've seen those glimpses, but he's doing things, the little things, playing good defense. He's doing well uh, assisting and moving the ball around. So I wouldn't say scoring-wise, he's not where he was. That's for sure. Yeah. But in other aspects of the game, I think he's played well. I was at the game against Texas Tech, and I thought his minutes were limited because, I, from what I understand, he was cramping back up again. Oh, it's happening. But but he was flying all over the place and doing okay. exactly what he was asked to do, getting the ball up and down and being able to move uh, – to, to get the ball into the big man and the playmaker. So I'm looking for him to go out. I just hope his adrenaline is not going too much where he tries to take over a game where this team has done an unbelievable job of delegating who will take over. Serge Jabari Rice was just given newcomer oh, of man. the week, yeah. and he's been playing well. So those are the types of things that I expect. I just hope that – he keeps his emotions in check because it's going to be rowdy. Yeah, he's averaged just 3.6 points uh, per game over the past three games, but he's contributing in other ways, not just uh, scoring. But yep. he started out so I scored in double figures in the first seven games of the season before the uh, precipitous drop-off. I mean, we did see that big game versus K-State, hoping to see a little bit more consistency out of Tyrese Hunter. But Rodney Terry and all the leaders on the team, Marcus Carr included, they all say he's going to find his groove at the right time. Yeah. And that's all they need him to do. That's exactly that, right. By the right time, they mean tournament time. That's what we need. That's what you're looking for. That's, that's right. Yeah, that's what right time means tournament time. <laughs> no question. But uh, the Longhorns, and I've said this before, the it's the Big 12. Exactly. Every week's going to be like the last two games they've had. No doubt. 
versus TCU and Tech. That's just the way the Big 12 is. It's the toughest basketball conference in the country, and basically you're going to need your defense to keep you in the game until clutch time, Mm. and in clutch time, you're going to need your clutch players, all right, your premier players to make big-time plays in clutch time. That's what. And Sajabari Rice is one of those guys. Marcus Carr, one of those guys. They're the closers on the team. Timmy Allen, one of those guys. They're able to, to to really provide those clutch plays in clutch moments. Yeah, they've they've been doing the things that you look at this team and you say, "Man, how are they playing so bad in the first half? Like, why? What, what is going on? They'll get behind. You got to mm-hmm. come out of this battle, but then in the second half, whatever their adjustments are being made, whatever Rodney Terry, whatever film he's showing them about how bad they're playing, they figure things out and they change change the momentum. But this you can't do that tonight. I don't believe you can go into Ames, Iowa in Hilton Coliseum and play against a team like Iowa State, 13-3, and 4-1 and one in, in, mm-hmm. in conference play, and they've been playing some tough games. They're a team that everybody's looking at, and this is a ranked matchup, two ranked teams. So this is a big, big challenge for the Texas Longhorns, especially being a road challenge. Yeah, uh, well, the road challenge and in the Big 12. I mean, the yep. Big 12 there is just, uh, there is no letdown. Uh, there is no time to exhale and relax uh, because they got this game versus Iowa State, then they're on the road still yep. versus West, West Virginia, Virginia yep. which West Ooh. Virginia in the They're Big struggling, 12, but Bob Huggins is ready yeah. to go. There, there's, a, there's an <laughs> argument to be made, and I, they're the worst team in the Big 12. Yep. That's only because the Big 12 is such a tough league. Yep. Um, and week in and week out, I mean, you see teams like, whether it be Iowa State, Kansas is right now kind of the class of the Big 12. Kansas is getting beat right now by K-State. There you go. Exactly is, right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're they down double digits right now We just thought TCU beat K-State. Yeah, right? exactly. Dude, this league is yeah. wild, yeah. man. It is crazy. You better pack a lunch every time you get ready to go. Yeah, and you might have the bubble guts. Yeah, no doubt. They're, they're uh, just one more thing. Iowa State is nine at home, nine and zero at home this season for the first time since 2014, 2015. 14 and zero at home en route to a 15 and one record that year. Yeah. So. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. Defense got travel. Let's defense go. travel. That's your identity. Defense keeps you in the game, and then you need your ballers to step up and make step clutch up, plays. Baby. I guarantee you, that's how the game's gonna go. Yep. Clutch time. Clutch that's time. what it's about. The clutch gene. The clutch gene. There, there you is. go. Marcus Carr has got it this year. Sergio Barry Rice has got it. Hopefully, they can keep it up. I want to thank uh, my man Hart for doing a great job as always. Thank my man Corey for uh, for stepping in as well. Thank my man Patrick for all that he does, and thank you for listening. Remember, the revolution will not be televised. We talk about it right here on Ball Don't Lie. We love you guys. We mean that. Take care of yourself. More importantly, take care of each other. Texas basketball coming up next. Craig Way, the voice of Longhorns, with Eddie Orn on the call. Peace.